The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Frank. Hey, welcome to Pottercast 295. Melissa here. This week, we're bringing you our interview with Tom Felton from LeakyCon 2019 in Dallas. Remember that LeakyCon is still happening in Boston very shortly. So go to LeakyCon.com to find out more info about our guests, our tracks, our events, and how to get tickets. We hope to see you there for our 10th anniversary. And also remember to check out Mischief Media for a ton of cool podcasts that we think you'll love. Hello. Welcome, LeakyCon Day 3. How are we doing? Well, we're so pleased you joined us, and we're so pleased to welcome this guest. I know you know him as Draco Malfoy, but let me tell you a little bit about what Tom has been up to in these last years. Tom has been in the movies Rise of the Planet of the Apes, Risen, A United Kingdom, In Secret, Against the Sun, he also directed the documentary series Tom Felton Meets the Superfans about the experience of being in the famous property of Harry Potter. Most recently, he portrayed Julian Ashford on The Flash and starred as Logan Main in the YouTube original series Origin. He's also been pursuing his music career, as I'm sure you all got to see yesterday. How great was that? So, no, no more waiting. Please welcome Tom Felton. Good morning, Dallas. How are we feeling today? Look at all your pretty faces. Right. Everybody's so happy and cheery for a 10 in the morning. Yes, they are, isn't it? I've never done a panel this early, so if I balls it up, uh, don't, don't kill me. Say that again? What does that mean? I've, I've never done a panel this early, so if I balls it up, oh, what does that mean? Balls, I thought you said something else. I'll explain it. I'll, uh, I'll explain it to you later. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. So how are you doing? How's LeakyCon going? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's my first time here at LeakyCon. You guys have been very, very welcoming. So thank you very much. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, we had a nice nice stroll around uh, Dallas last night. Deep Ellum, is that right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Me and my buddy took some scooters. Nearly killed ourselves on those. Um, it was great. So we had a good time. So yeah. I'm, uh, I'm very, very, um, very, very impressed with the city and the people here have just been lovely, so thank you. <laughs> On behalf of everyone at LeakyCon, I would like to say, please don't kill yourself here. I won't. I'll do my best not to. Don't fall off a scooter. It'd be bad. I don't know how we would ever explain that to the Harry Potter fandom. Yeah, it might not go down too well. I only came to LeakyCon and it just... Anyway. Anyway. How's everyone else doing? Are they enjoying their time here? <laughs> all right. All right. Are there any Slytherins in the house? All right, all right. This might Thank be the, the highest Lord. concentration of Slytherins we've ever had. It's good, we're joining forces, I in, like it. In one place, this is a really positive energy. So I thought with this crowd, uh, we would skip all the beginning um, 
bio stuff in the beginning. How did you get into Harry Potter stuff? Because they've all read those things. So can you um, tell us a story from the Harry Potter, your time in Harry Potter, that you don't, you don't tell often? Well, crikey. This is exactly the sort of thing at this time of the morning I'm I know. not good at. I should have given you a warning uh, on that one. I don't tell often. Um, well, I don't. There's a story w w with uh, with me and a uh, Alan Rickman that I think I've told it a few times, but it's uh, it's quite amusing. Um, there's a scene at the end of Half Blood Prince where we're all after after we kill Dumbledore or he does rather, we're all leaving the uh, the Great Hall, and we're doing this in this sort of like V formation with uh, Snape right at the front. And then uh, the rest of us following behind. And the director was really keen for me to be close as possible to Alan. Now, Alan insisted on having this long cloak that draped along the floor. You can see where this is going. Uh, and after every take, the director would be like, just get closer, get closer. And Alan turned around, I think, before the first take and said, don't step on my effing cloak. <laughs> We actually all laughed. We thought we were he was joking, but he wasn't. Lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, first take, I'm just sort of marching behind him like this. And I try not to look down, and of course I've just gone, boop, and it's attached to his neck. <laughs> so he's just gone, that ripped him down to the floor. I've never seen a more stern look on someone's face in my life. <laughs> Luckily, the Death Eater did it on the next take, so it kind of, uh, kind of got me out of trouble a little bit, but yeah. I'll never forget nearly killing Alan Rickman. That was not fun. <laughs> not a lot of killing discussion up here. Um, so when, what was the first thing you did when Harry Potter was over? When you left that bubble, how did you sort of reacclimate to the world, as it were? I don't know. I don't think I have really yet. I think, <laughs> I mean, here I am still talking about <laughs> it. Uh, I think... I think we all expected that there was going to be like a hard ending, a big, a big final, um, you know, stop. But it never happened because you know the, the films came out a year later, and then and then Deathly Hallows Part Two, another year later than that. And uh, the theme parks opened, and then the uh, uh, the play was written. Um, so it's something that I'm really proud of, actually, that that the Harry Potter flame has not doused at all, really. It seems that the fans are still uh, still enjoying it, and I get fans now come up to me that weren't even born when we were making the first film. So it's kind of it kind of it's a funny feeling. Um, yeah, so it's one of those things that I guess get to you know every time I feel nostalgic or whatever, I can go back to Leavesden where we shot the films and do the studio tour or go to Hogsmeade in Orlando or uh, yeah. So it's it's something that I think is always going to be part of my life, and I'm very proud of it. Cheers, mates! When fans come up to you now, are they saying anything, are they saying anything different than they were in the, the beginning? Like, are they quoting different things to you than they were? Not really. Is it all the, like, scared Potter? Scared Potter. <laughs> My father will hear about this. <laughs> I forget the rest. I'm sure there'll be requests later. Uh, um, yeah, maybe, maybe when we were first doing it, I got a bit more of a negative uh, response from fans. I'll never forget someone came up to me. I was only 11, I think. Uh, he said, why are you such a dick to Harry? <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I didn't write it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, 
and people were complaining, uh, can't you just be a bit nicer to him? I was like, look, mate, it's out of my control. <laughs> I don't get to choose these sorts of things. But nowadays, I think it's more, uh, it's more positive feedback, I think. Yeah. Have you seen, you saw Chris Child, right? I did, yeah. I saw it. Grown up Draco. Yeah, I know. I was, it's really cool, actually, because I didn't read much about it. I didn't know much about it. And then uh, a friend and I went to go see it. And I was like, bloody hell, there he is. He's Draco lives on. Uh, and the Malfoys was such an integral part of the story that it was, uh, it was really cool. I have a small fantasy that maybe in, in years to come, as I get older, I'll be able to play yeah. Draco on the stage to uh, rekindle the, uh, <laughs> to rekindle the part. That would be good. The Draco that we meet in Cursed Child is, is much different than the one from the books and the one from the movies. He's softened over time. He likes farmer's markets. He had the love of Astoria sort of changed him. He's got a very elaborate son. Very elaborate yes. son. Did Surprised you, me. Yeah, did you see any of that coming for Draco or was that a surprise? No, not at all. I was like, what happened to Scorpius? He's not at all what I pictured, pictured him coming out. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great. I was fascinated by it. It was really nice to have a little walk down memory lane and, uh, and yeah, rekindle some old flames. Awesome. You were talking the other night about possibly going to Medieval Times. Did that happen? Oh, we were so close to. <laughs> Has anyone been to Medieval Times? Is it any good? Bollocks. We told you. Yeah. You had to go. We should have gone. In fact, we got some... We've, I don't know where we picked last night, but the food was not particularly uh, oh fantastic. No. I know. Oh we, no. we were all thinking about this. We just want to be sat in front of a big chicken and tear it apart and watch some people jousting. <laughs> but instead, we were just scooting around. Um, but next time, apparently there's one in California. So I, I yes, California. All right. Yeah. Have you, you've all come from all over the shop, haven't you? Yeah. Well, that's bloody Definitely impressive. a lot of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah, they come really? out in droves. It's pretty great. Um, is anyone here not from America? Yeah, where are you from, sir? Brooklyn. So am I. <laughs> Got two Brooklynites in the house. It's very exciting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's early, you know. <laughs> So you've done some great work since, uh, since Harry Potter. Can you tell us about Tom Meets the Superfans and how that came about? Yeah, sure. It's funny, actually, just listening to um, list off a few projects that I've been in. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been in a few <laughs> movies, man. That's cool. I forget. I really yeah. do. Uh, <laughs> on to the next thing. You sort of forget about what's, what's behind you. Um, Tom Meets the Superfans. Yeah, well, this was... This was uh, an idea that I had pretty early on. When I, when I first came to conventions, I must have been, you know, I wasn't very old, um, and I'd never been to one before, and it kind of uh, was a lot to take in. It was pretty overwhelming, actually, to see uh, lots of people, mostly girls, dressing up as you, uh, <laughs> and like, you know, thousands of people who put so much time and effort into costumes and, and, uh, and the, just the general fanaticism of it all, really. And, I remember after a few times starting to get more comfortable with it and realizing that these places are actually one of the best places in the world because you all get to sort of relax and everyone's there for each other. There's no malice, no one's being mean to anyone, at least not that I witnessed. And uh, so I, sh I, I made a little video. Uh, it was at DragonCon actually, um, God knows how long ago. Um, 
and I show my friends, some of my friends, you know, who are like football supporters and uh, you know, general sports lads, and they were, the instinct was to go, what on earth are these people doing? Like, this is crazy, how, how, how is there so much uh, uh, passion towards something that seems, to them at least, to see, it seems so, uh, insignificant? And then I try to explain to them really about <clears throat> the positivity and the love and the, just the general great bloody energy you get in these places. And uh, it took me a long time to sort of find the right words and the, and the right way of explaining it. So the documentary really came out of that because I wanted to show another side really of um, fanatics uh, and what the difference is between a fan and a fanatic. You know, what separates those who dress up like me uh, or they're just enjoying the movies? Uh, what is it? Did you find out? Well, it's a, it's a fine line, I tell you. Yeah. Uh, no, not, not really. I mean, it was more of an explorative, uh, explorative thing for me. Um, I got a chance to go around the country um, meeting different types of fans, um, you know, people that do fan fiction, people that do cosplay. And, and uh, it was really a chance for me to come face to face, really, with... Uh, with a lot of a lot of the fans, um, you know, it's 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 hard to wrap your head around it when you're 11 and 12. It's kind of scary, to be honest with you. Uh, people shouting shouting your name out and stuff like that. It wasn't something that any of us thought was going to happen. Um, so, really, even yeah. knowing the bigness of Harry Potter, well, it wasn't it wasn't that big when we started. We yeah. we did one. We were signed 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 up for one film, and that was it. Um, and it was, I mean, obviously kids were reading the books then, but it certainly isn't what it is now. Um, you know, still to the day, I think that's the greatest thing that's come from the, uh, the, the franchise or whatever, is the amount of people it got into reading. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, let's hear it for J.K. Rowling, man. Yeah. She, uh, she single-handedly got a whole generation back into reading. Because I remember when I was at school, 10, 11, it wasn't particularly cool to be seen reading during your lunch break, you know, it was all sports people and, what, and whatnot, uh, and within a year it became the case of, if you hadn't read the books, then you really were, you weren't cool at all, so that was a great, that was a great part of it. Um, what were we rambling on about? I've forgotten now. Um, the super fans, and the line between fan and fanatic, mm, what yeah. you found in, the, in your travels. Well, it just it sort of took away the scariness of it, to be honest with you. Because, again, you know, when you're young and people are shouting at you and stuff, it's a bit daunting. Um, but it was a chance to really highlight the positivity and the beauty of being passionate about something and, and, and about how there's no separation really between that and, um, you know, whether it's sports fans, movie fans, music fans, uh, to have something that you're passionate about, as I'm sure you're bloody feeling this weekend. Yeah. When you unite and you come together, it's a bloody good feeling, isn't it? Uh, it's really nice to have that. So I suddenly realized that, yeah, to have something like this in your life, it doesn't matter what it is, or, or I mean, if it is fan fiction, I've seen some alarming pictures. But. <laughs> I have to, they're not, they'll be mad if I don't ask you if you know about the apple. I know about the apple. Okay. What's with the bloody apple? Yeah. That's what I said. I discovered I this a week ago. It's drapple, isn't it? Drapple. I have no idea. For those who don't know, apparently there was a bit of a fixation with the green apple. In I, think I had an apple in one of the scenes or two of the scenes. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I do like apples. <laughs> <laughs> it's really grown, and it's, but that's like one of these things about fandom, that these little things become a lot of fun, and you can just like 
we're basically all just having fun with each other. Yeah. And so that's where something like the Apple. Yeah, sure. And let's uh, uh, go back to the greatest thing that's come out of it. The second best thing, I think, is the uh, inspiration that it's given people to write their own stories, to draw their own pictures, uh, and to you know dress up and to have clubs and to and to have conventions and to have all of this uh, all of this byproduct really of just of uh, of the books. It's fantastic. What's the best fan interaction or most memorable fan interaction you've had? Bloody hell. <laughs> uh, I don't. I, honestly, it's, in, it's impossible to, to think of one. Um, other than that guy, that kid calling me a dick. Uh, That's amazing. I realized then, I remember going to my mom and going, what have I done? What have I done wrong? And she was like, no, no, it's a sign that you're doing a good job. And I was like, oh, yeah. So then I became more of a dick. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Amazing. Um, tell us about working on The Flash. Yeah, thanks very much for the love, man. I'm getting a lot of love from The Flash. Yeah, it was fun. I was, uh, I was on a holiday, actually, in Hawaii, and uh, they asked me whether I wanted to, to be part of the show. Uh, I hadn't seen it before, so I said I'll, I'll watch one or two episodes and get back to you. I watched about 45 in two days. <laughs> and was like, hell yeah, I want to be part of Team Flash. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I joined up, and it was a great year in Vancouver. I miss all those guys desperately. Grant Gustin and I are still very close friends. Um, there's talks of a comeback. There's talks of doing like a... I was, like you took the words out of my mouth. Well, I mean, yeah, I haven't spoken to anyone officially, okay. but me and Grant are campaigning just because we miss each other. <laughs> <laughs> For Julian to come back for maybe one or two episodes. I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm working on it, guys. I'm working on it. It's like yesterday when Tiana was like, I'm in Black Panther 2. I hope. We've got to manifest these you gotta, things. you got to just put it, put it out into the universe. Um, what kind of roles are you most interested in now? Just anyone that's not me, really. I think the worst case scenario would be me, would be me playing me. Um, so I like the further extremes, the better, really. I love, I love playing the, well, they, they say playing the bad guys, but they're not really bad. They're just tortured or uh, confused <laughs> or yeah. bullied themselves. So I love trying to humanize people that probably don't come across very well. Um, you know, Draco is a great example of, he spent five films building up his, uh, you know, your hate for him and what a slimy git he is. And then, uh, and then, you know, drop of a hat, you start to feel a touch of empathy because you realize that he's got a crap father and his mum's not really about. Um, so it's those, those elements I really enjoy, definitely. Yeah, awesome. Uh, in a couple of minutes, we're going to start taking questions. Our microphone is over here. So please line up politely. Be gentle. <laughs> Be, and, you know. Um, Dumbledore. Where? Hello, mate. I mean, most what? likely, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> yes, it is. It is Dumbledore. If you could have been any of the adult characters in Harry Potter, which one would you have chosen? Hagrid. Really? I'd have been a bloody good Hagrid. Uh, no, not really. I don't know. It'd have to be, it'd have to be one of the Malfoys, really. Uh, I, think, I think, yeah, Lucius would be, probably be the only other person. Or Gilderoy Lockhart. I would like to play him. <laughs> He's a fun character, he's, so... He's, he's, uh, he's wild. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, let's say your name, your house, and where you're from. Okay. Howdy, I'm Liz. I'm a Ravenclaw from Frisco, Texas. Ravenclaw? Um, yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted to joking. ask what 
actor was your favorite to do scene work with and whether that changed throughout the course of the films or you had people you met in the first film you were like you're cool I want to keep working with you the entire time um we were very lucky because there was everyone was bloody nice and very friendly and very easy to work with it was easier at the beginning because I didn't know who anyone was you know when you're 12 years old you've got no idea who Richard Harris and uh Maggie Smith and uh you know all these Alan, actually Alan Rickman was the only one I did know because I recognized him from um Robin Hood so I was pretty scared. It took me about six years to say anything more than, Hi, Alan, to him. <laughs> Hello, his deep voice, I remember it. Um, Jason Isaacs was obviously one of my, my favorite. He played my dad, and he was, uh, he was a real ass to me on screen. Uh, he had this brilliant ability to be telling the story. You know, usually when they say, Roll, rolling cameras, silent on set, people like take a few moments to sort of get into their character or get into their zone, he would be rambling off this most elaborate story you've ever heard. It's a really positive one. We'd be like laughing and, and smiling. And the moment they said, action, he just turned into the biggest ass you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> um, so that was fun. It was fun. It was painful at times when he's twisting my ear and smacking me with his cane. But uh, <laughs> I, loved, I loved working with uh, Helena Bonham Carter, who played Bellatrix. Um, I had a massive crush on her, I think, for a few years. Which is weird, because she's my auntie. <laughs> but um, yeah, they were, we were very lucky, man. They were, they were all fantastic to work with, so. Thanks for your question, mate. Dumbledore. Albus. Good morning, Mr. Felton. Good morning, sir. I'm not gonna try and kill you this time, I promise. <laughs> I, I knew you wouldn't do it. That's why I had Snape back you up. I have two quick non-Potter questions, if I could. First of all, uh, I heard you play yesterday afternoon. was very impressed. It was wonderful. And you mentioned how you and your friend play a lot of Beatle tunes. So I have to ask, John or Paul? Oh. Good question. I like that one. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, that's too hard, mate. I say George. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a big fan of George. Uh, how did you become a Beatles fan? My mom. Yeah. My mom, I think it was my first concert that I ever went to, she took me to go see someone called the Bootleg Beatles, which are like, you know, four tribute guys doing it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, like always, it's what your parents play to you, isn't it, in the car, on the way to school and whatnot. Um, I'd have to, it switches. Honestly, it goes one year, John, one year, Paul. Uh, and I hear, it's amazing how many bloody songs they've written. I just keep discovering more and more and more each year. And, you know, as, as the Beatles and also separately, so... Well, yeah. what you played yesterday was very early Beatles, too. So yeah. It was, it was really good. We like and, the obscure ones. Yeah, like that. It's fun. Oh, yes. Another one, real quick. You've mentioned football. This is opening weekend for Premier League. Do you support a club? Um, no. <laughs> Luckily not. I'm, I'm, I'm allowed off that one. Although it does seem that it's another bonding thing, isn't it? You know, when strangers meet each other and they go, what team? It's like, oh, Chelsea, Chelsea. Bang, straight away. They're in. No, and man. That's like Manchester City. Man said, is, is the team? Okay, well, I'll go along with you, Albus. <laughs> Thanks for your questions, Thank mate. you. Thank, cheers, man. That's like an important point about this shared text that we have in fandom is that that's, it's always been that way for sports. And as we have these big stories together, we get to, you know, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? And it doesn't that. stop, does it? The, 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 there's always more questions and always more things to gravitate towards. And, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. And look, look, here we are, what, 10 years later or, or however many years later, and we're still finding new ways of appreciating um, an old book. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. Hi, I'm Adriana. Hello, mate. I'm a Hufflepuff, so Puff Pride. <laughs> um, 
Two quick questions. Um, have you ever played Quidditch, but like not in the movie, like actually? Like, like Muggle Quidditch? Yeah. Have you, do you know about this? <laughs> I have. I have seen it around occasionally. It's here in the market. Yeah, market. I know. Yeah. I, I, I was spectating a little bit yesterday. It's quite fun. Uh, no, is the answer. <laughs> Right. Do you have to do you have to yeah. wedge a broomstick between your legs? Well, it's like a, it's like a PVC pipe, like a stick. A pipe. Okay. It, it right. basically <laughs> takes one of your arms away, and it makes ah. it really even gotcha. harder. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I know someone's asked you this before, and you said no, but I'm wondering if you've seen it since then. Have you seen a very Potter musical? <laughs> young is it is it Lauren? No, Lauren. Lauren. There yeah. you go. Yeah, no, I have I have seen it in. in she's gonna die hearing in that. Chunks. Totally. Yeah. No, she, I think she should have got the part. To be honest, <laughs> she is much better than me. Uh, I've seen it bits of it. Yes, I know it's a it's a it's a, another great example of how people get very creative uh, <laughs> with their uh, with their with their fandoms. Have you ever considered just rolling around as a method of transportation? I, I have not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> But if I, if I meet the lovely line, then I will uh, ask for some tips. They're them. usually here. They're not here this time, which is like so rare. So oh, it's thought. really unfortunate. One day. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure. If yeah. you'll have me back in years to come, then I'm Absolutely. sure I'll meet you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, darling. Hi. Um, my name's Laura. I'm from California. I'm a Slytherin. Um, Finally, someone with some that's taste. Right. <laughs> um, I did a panel on Friday about mental health in the wizarding world and I work in mental health in like the muggle world and I diagnosed your character with a couple different things and it just got me thinking, <laughs> it got me thinking, um, what do you think would be different for Draco if anything if he had had like access to counseling at Hogwarts or if maybe he had different like friends or something like do you think anything would have changed? Deep. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, counseling. Um, Possibly. I mean, okay. I think I think the, the largest contributor is his crap parents, yeah. really. Uh, I, I agree. I think if he had, you know, you idolize your parents, don't you, really, to some degree when you're young. Uh, and I think uh, Draco would have seen how much power Lucius had mm -hmm. with his demeanor and decided to follow suit, thinking that it was the right way of doing, doing it. I do think somewhere halfway in the middle of the series that there's definitely a turn where I don't think he wants to continue down that path, yeah. but by this time he's buggered himself because he's already, he's already pissed off half the, uh, <laughs> half the, right. the students there. So, awesome. but yeah, I think, you know, if you, if you were available, I'm sure Draco would have benefited massively from the... <laughs> it's, don't you think like the Hogwarts teachers could have really instituted some counseling for all the trauma that happens you at that school yes. every single year? I yes. spoke for a whole hour on that girl, I swear. <laughs> Wow. Well, maybe I look forward to going into more detail with it later with yeah, you. Yeah, let's right. do it. Awesome, thank you. Cheers, mate. Slytherin for life. Woo! <laughs> I'm Sarah from California. Um, my question is not that deep. I'm a Gryffindor. All right. Can <laughs> um, <laughs> we let her stay? <laughs> please, please, please. <laughs> Go on, mate. Um, in the third movie where Hermione punches Draco, did Emma get to like really punch you? She's got a mean right hook. <laughs> you know what? Uh, that, I lost a lot of street credibility at my school <laughs> after that one. Um, she didn't then, but on the, f the film before that, when we were doing Chamber of Secrets, I just reminded myself of this story. Oh, uh, I, we, we were reading that there was a, uh, a punch, uh, or is it a slap? It's a slap, slap. in the book and they change it to a punch. Yeah, yeah. so I went up to Emma in our little recreational room while we were waiting to go on set. 
and said, uh, right, let's practice this. Let's get this down. Let's rehearse this because I really want to make sure it looks convincing. And she took one look at me and said, all right, smack. <laughs> she clouted me right in the face. I just started crying. I was like, what are you doing? That really fucking hurt. Um, yeah, so she did hit me, just not on the scene, not on camera, yeah. Respect, Emma. Yeah. Say, she's got a mean right hook. Hi, my name's Beren. I'm a Gryffindor. Hello, lovely. Hi. Um, I'm from Texas. Um, I'm totally overlanking. Um, Don't worry, so am I half this morning. No, I, I have my question. But um, Oh, you're snivel. I'm sorry. How did you develop that when, when you are sniveling, making that kind of like shrill sound? What? Yes. What's that? You know, What's when the you're sniveling? saying like, my father will hear about this. So like, how did you develop that? Because it's not your normal voice. I had never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, someone else... <laughs> Someone else did say that to me. It was like, do the, do the Draco voice. I'm like, it's just my voice, mate. I don't, I don't say anything changes, any different. It changes, though. You well, do I think, I mean, they were kids. You were I think <laughs> puberty may have done yeah. something. Else, <laughs> yeah. Um, do I used to speak like this? <laughs> uh, I don't know, really. I think uh, I actually practiced a lot with my grandfather. Um, he taught me how to sneer, you know, about lifting your nose as if you're smelling something terrible. Uh, and a spitting sort of eyes at the same time. Funny enough, he had a big white beard, and on the second film, Chris Columbus hired him to be a, uh, a teacher, one of the wizards in the back. So there's a couple of shots oh my with my gramps in it, which is really cool. That's awesome. Um, cool. Yeah, he definitely helped me a lot with developing uh, the nasty traits. The voice, I have no idea. That one just came, that one came naturally. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, darling. Hi, I'm Hello, Lauren. Mate. I'm a Ravenclaw from um, Flower Mound, Texas. So I have a question. As Tom Felton, have you taken the Pottermore quiz? And as Tom Felton, are you a Slytherin? I'm not. <laughs> Can I we got know put in bloody are? Gryffindor, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, to be fair, to be fair, Joe, Joe Rowling did always say that I was a bit of a Gryffindor, um, as Tom. But to be fair, it wasn't exactly a true test. I tried to cheat. I tried to answer purposefully like evil answers or bad answers. Uh, <laughs> and it knew it. The bloody thing knew it. Uh, and, and it put me in Gryffindor. So I should probably have to do it again at some point or other. But I'm kind of scared that it will put me uh, back with the Griffs. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, darling. Do you think it's very accurate, people? Couple knows. There's a there's a belief in you know if if you think you're a Slytherin then no test can tell you otherwise. Sweet. You know, All right. So. Perfect. <laughs> um, hi, my name is my name is Sheree. I'm a Slytherin and I'm from Dallas. Hey. Um, what's up? What's up? Um, so my question is: Yesterday you mentioned Disney princesses, and I have to ask, <laughs> what's your favorite Disney princess? And if you could play a Disney princess, <laughs> who would you play? <laughs> I'd be a bloody good Disney princess, I'll tell you that much. Might have to shave the beard off a little bit. Um, Favourite Disney princess? Give me some, give me some examples, because I'm blanking. We have uh, Ariel, Moana. Ariel, is she, was she one? Elsa. What about... Uh, Belle. Belle's Belle. Belle. I always had a, I think I had a thing for Jasmine. Jasmine. Mm. Aladdin, I remember getting that for one of my birthdays. That was a great, great movie. Um, did anyone see the new one? Yeah. Is it any good? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's reviews? Okay. 
kind of don't want to make it ruin the other one. But. Who would you play? What, Jasmine? No, you'd play Jasmine? <laughs> yeah. That's your favorite, okay. I'd look well, great in that, I think. <laughs> I'm very, I've got range, you know? <laughs> no arguments from this crowd. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thanks, darling. Hi. What's up, man? I'm Andrew from Dallas, and I said this yesterday, although I'm in a Gryffindor robe, I'm actually a Ravenclaw. All right, I'll let you off. Okay, so first of all, last year I thought it was really nice that you and a lot of the cast members were very supportive of Ivana Lynch doing Dancing with the Stars. Mm. So, she did great, didn't she? She yeah. was great. She made it to the awesome. final. Yeah. She's trying to get, she tried to convince me to do it the other day, actually. You should totally do it. I don't know, it. mate. I don't know. If there's one thing I've got is two left feet, that's for sure. Well, actually, um, is there someone else from the film series that you would like to see do the show? Crikey. Um... Well, yeah, I mean, Dumbledore would be good, wouldn't he? Michael Gambon, that would be kind of funny. Oh. Uh, I don't know, really. I think Ivana's, Ivana was bloody good, you know? I'm not sure if anyone can really keep up to that sort of standards. But, How um, about Matt Lewis? That's a great answer. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see Matt Lewis do it. Uh, in fact, I think we should start a campaign right away. Agreed. <laughs> Everybody tweet at Matt Lewis. Yeah, everyone start tweeting him and said that Tom said that you would love to be part of Dancing with the Stars. All right. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Would you do it? Well, I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> Point. So plain. Yeah, he loves it. Hi, I'm Julie from <laughs> Sunnyvale, California. I'm a Ravenclaw. All right, all right. What was it like? working with Jim Broadbent again after having seen him or working with him as Paul Clark in The Borrowers and then having him come back as Slughorn in the Harry Potter Yeah, Thompson. it was funny. It was funny. So the guy who played Slughorn played my dad in the first film I ever did called The Borrowers when I was... Uh, there's some Borrowers fans out there. All right. I was seven when, we, when I did that. Uh, and also Mark Williams... Played uh, Arthur Weasley. He was the exterminator. Yes, and the and the villain in the film was called Potter. <laughs> there were lots of signs there early on. Um, yeah, Jim's a sweetheart. He's such a nice guy, man. I really really enjoy working with him. Very professional and just uh, just really charming and sweet. So it was nice. Actually, I was convinced he wouldn't remember me, uh, but I went up to him in the hair and makeup chair and he went, "Hello, son." Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, Dad, how's it going?" <laughs> So that was really nice, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Hi, my Bless name you. is Katie. I'm from Dallas, and I'm a Slytherin. What's up, Katie? Hello. I was wondering, I got to see you in your concert yesterday. You were fantastic. Cheers, mate. Um, and I was wondering, when you are creating slash writing slash performing music, do you have any musical influences? And what are some songs that are currently being played on repeat on your playlist? I like this. Good question. Um, well, we've already been there with the Beatles, haven't we? I, honestly, it doesn't. My love for them doesn't stop at all. Is that what really comes up most on your when you're just listening? I try. I mean, what comes up on the on the playlist? I've been listening to a lot of uh, Oasis at the moment. Do we know Oasis? Yeah. yeah. Definitely, maybe it was the 25th anniversary, I think, of it last week for the album. Um, I've listened to that a lot. Uh, yeah. So basically, I listen to the songs, then go online, find out how to play them, and then steal them. <laughs> just rewrite them with your own words. Uh, so that comes up quite a bit, or you try to 
tried to put two songs together uh, and meld it as one. Um, so that comes up a lot. But yeah, honestly, my, my range is very, uh, very wide. I love uh, classical music, I love, uh, rap music, um, goes up and down, you know, rock and roll, obviously, um, pop music. Tune's a tune. I don't really care what, what genre it's from. I'm definitely, definitely got a wide ear for it. So yeah, I try and keep, vary it up and, uh, and see, see whatever's up. You, you'll hear it today on my table or when you come for the photo ops. I'm usually playing something or other, so. Let me know if you think it's crap. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Hi, my name's Macy. I'm a Slytherin from Fort Worth. Hi, Macy. <laughs> um, I also have a question about your music career. Um, I loved your performance yesterday. My favorite song, I think, was the You See Me, I See You. I think that Cheers, was my favorite mate. one. I didn't think anyone would like that one. Thanks. <laughs> um, and I was wondering, what jump-started your music career, and how long have you been writing songs for? Uh... Thanks very much for <laughs> listening to it yesterday. Um, a long time. Yeah, I remember very early fandom days you were... I used to rap. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Yes. I've actually got a lot more rap songs than I have guitar songs. Uh, Can you do, <laughs> I, do one now? Do one now. Well, actually, actually, I have incorporated... Settle down. <laughs> I have got a little bit in... Uh, in one of the songs I play, so if you'll be kind enough to let me play one at the end, then uh, I can show you some of the rap skills. Uh, but yeah, I used to produce hip-hop beats, and then started to rap, and then... Uh, in fact, on my Reverb Nation page, there is a couple of old um, rap songs, I think, on there that I did when I was like 12, 13, 14, very young. Uh, the guitar came when I was about 18. Mum, mum got me one from a car boot sale which is like a, what do you guys call them, swap meets? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or like a yard sale or yes. something like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, at the time, I was right bang into Bob Marley. So I remember that's what I started with. I learned that re redemption song. And then uh, kind of went from there, really. But um, I don't know. It's, it's funny. I don't ever remember writing songs, and I don't ever re remember sitting down to try and write songs. <laughs> they just sort of come up. I think Paul McCartney had a nice quote saying that like, the songs are already written. You just have to find them <laughs> and hold on to them kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been part of my life for a long time. I wouldn't, I wouldn't stop, stop it for the world. It's my, it's my favorite outlet, definitely. Um, you know, acting has been more of a thing that I fell into, whereas music's something that I've definitely um, pursued it more in my personal life. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, mate. Thanks for listening. My name's Dawn. I'm from McKinney, Texas, um, and I'm Ravenclaw. So unlike a lot of you, other people here... I'm so sorry. Are you dressed as pumpkin juice? Yes. That's amazing. Thanks. Wow. It's really phenomenal. You that is see. good. So uh, bloody creative, you like, aren't you? Yeah, I love it. So I, unlike a lot of other people here, I just read Harry Potter two years ago and read them all in six months and become have become, like, a obsessed. Um, it happens. So... If you had not been cast in the role of Draco, do you think you would have become a super fan as well? Good question. I thought you were going to say, would I be playing another character? I was going to say, Hermione would be great. Uh, <laughs> then you'd get to slap you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Table's turned. Come here, you bloody fly. There's a fly if you see yeah. us going like this. It's not like doing hand signals to planes or anything. Uh, Possibly. 
possibly, yeah. I mean, who's to say? My brother always actually asked me, he was like, well, what would you have done if those films didn't come around or you didn't get the role or you didn't go for the audition? Uh, it's hard to say. I know definitely, that's kind of how I actually got the part because I was, there were open auditions in the UK, which means anyone can turn up, um, no acting experience required, although I had done a couple of films before, uh, before doing that. And so they, they lined us all up. In fact, another cool fact, my very first audition, because I went for about 12, um, Emma was, was in my group. Uh, two, about two people down from me, it was Emma. So I remember meeting her and then seeing her like a year later and going, oh yeah, <coughs> I know you. <coughs> um, but I got the part, I think, because Chris Columbus was going down the line asking the kids which uh, part of the book they were most excited about to be turned into the film. And it, it got to like one away from me before I realized, I, don't, I have no idea what's going on. I haven't read the books. <laughs> what the hell's Harry Potter? <laughs> and uh, the guy next to me said, Gringotts. And then it came to me. And I said, yeah, I just love Gringotts. Uh, I don't know why I said this, but I said, oh, I just want to see them flying around. And, <laughs> and he had one look at me, and he's like, you've got no idea what you're talking about, do you? <laughs> and he didn't say it, but he said it with his eyes, and I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he was like, Draco, perfect. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Lie your teeth for hitting auditions, kids. <laughs> So, my name's Leanne, I'm from Virginia, and I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. And I have two questions for you. My first one is, do you think you as Tom would be friends with Draco? No. <laughs> I was gonna say. He's a complete git. <laughs> well, you said he becomes uh, empathetic later Well, on. yeah, I mean, I don't know. We, we, we never really saw that side of him, do we? The nice, kind side <laughs> that he never showed. But, uh, no, I can't imagine I would be too too empathetic with him or, you know, when I say he has some empathy for him, he's still a knob, isn't he? He's not, uh, he's not exactly cut from the same cloth as Harry. Uh, but yeah, no. My second question was, was there any scene that didn't end up in the films that you wanted it to? Yeah, there was, there was one with uh, my dad and I, with Lucius, and it was in Borgen and Burks, I think, from the second film, I believe. And that was the first scene we actually ever did, Jason and I. Um, they cut that out. There was another time. I was what was it? What happened in it? Uh, don't touch, Draco. No, uh, that was in there. That was That's in the in. film, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it was just an extension of that, or yeah. I'm pretty sure it's on one of the DVDs. It's like a hidden scene or a, a, a you know, deleted scene. Um, it is. Thank you. All right. Uh, the other one was, it was the second film. It wasn't a scene, but I don't really remember exactly what, what it was, but I had a line. It wasn't a very hard line, and I had remembered it, but for some reason, I just couldn't say it. For the life of me, it wouldn't come out of my mouth correctly. I just kept ballsing it up. And eventually, on like the seventh take, I just started crying. <laughs> I was like, I can't do this. Why have we got to do this? So Chris Columbus, the director, ran up and said, don't worry, man, don't worry, we got it, we got it, it's perfect. It's not in the film. They cut that, <laughs> they cut that completely, so. I'd like to have seen one of those takes and how badly I got it wrong. <laughs> Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Hi, my name is Aubrey Harper. I'm from uh, Allen. Hi. I have two questions. Go for it. Which ship do you like better, Jerry or Germione? Do you know the <laughs> ship? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Emma and I have had many conversations about this. <laughs> it's actually quite sweet because she lives around the corner from me now, so I get to see her quite a bit. <laughs> um, we're friends. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go with the Dramini, I think. I mean, uh, thank you. I'm not sure of the fascination with Drary. I just, I just, just never saw it myself. But uh, it's the thin line between hate and love. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I do love old Daniel, but we never got together like that. Uh. My second question. Yes, go for it, mate. Sorry. My second question was, which parent was your favorite, Lucius or your mother? They're both useless, aren't they? I <laughs> know, uh, definitely my mum. Definitely my mum. She, you know, if Draco does have any softness to him, it's definitely from her, <laughs> not from him. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's bloody useless. Uh, <laughs> I love, it was really nice actually having mum on set because for the years it was just me and dad so it was nice to, nice to have someone slightly softer at least. So she was sweet. Thank you. And her actions become incredibly consequential for the fate yeah. of the entire Wizarding World. Yeah, it's so true, it's true. It's yeah, cool. the Malfoys, they uh, played their part. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks darling. Hi, my name is Crystal, I'm from Denton and I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. And my question actually is not about Harry Potter, it's about Origin. What was your favorite scene to shoot in Origin? Good question. Uh, Origin is the YouTube series, you can go look it up. Yeah, it's uh, sci-fi, we were shooting in space. Uh, favorite scene? There, I mean, it's, it's a tough one. Um, there's lots with blood, there's so much blood. I just remember being caked in blood for the whole bloody shoot which is not very nice. It's like some sticky red jam that smells like old glue. It's, it's, uh, it's not particularly lovely. Uh, I don't know about favorite scene, but I, for some reason I'm reminded of the scene where uh, me and um, Baum have a bit of a, uh, a ruck, me and this guy. And this guy's built like a brick house. He's massive. Um, and we're having a scrap. And I remember uh, they'd shot my side, as in they'd filmed my bit, and they were, now they were filming his bit. And they're rolling cameras, silent on set. And just to sort of get into it a bit more and try to help the other actor, I just smacked my hand against the wall. Um, and I had been doing that throughout the shoot just to sort of, you know, get fired up. As soon as I hit it, I felt my finger had like been sliced open. And I could just... And then it's, we, we did the fight anyway, and, and the whole thing was off camera, so they didn't see any of me. And then we stopped at the end, and the entire floor is just covered in blood. And to the day, my finger still hasn't repaired. Um, I don't even know what it was. It was nothing on the door that, that did it. It was just a miraculous thing. That, uh, yeah, so that was, a, that was a real pain in the ass, actually, because <laughs> that's my guitar finger, so I couldn't play for weeks. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and, and other than that, just any of the scenes with, the, with, with when we had all the cast together. Um, I love working with uh, Katie Siobhan Cullen. She was, a, she was a great person to work with. Yeah, so, you know, it's a mixture of all of them, really. Sorry, that's not a very defined answer. But no, sorry. Thank you so much. Thanks, darling. Hello. My name is Alexandra. Um, I'm a Ravenclaw, and I'm from Piedmont, California. I have two questions. Um, what age did you start acting? Um... Well, I, uh, professionally, I had my first film when I was seven, but I had been acting for a couple of years before that. Um, you know, so I'd been doing amateur drama stuff just at my local village hall. Um, I'm sure terribly, but uh, I always enjoyed it. My oldest brother was, was an actor as well. He did some stuff for amateur drama groups, so I used to watch him a lot. Um, but yeah, pretty young. 
five, six, something like that. I mean, I can't imagine what I was doing there, or doing it any good, but uh, I really enjoyed it. And that's kind of the one piece of advice that I do have for anyone, any youngsters who are thinking about starting it, uh, or going into acting, or really going into anything, to be fair, is just do it because you love doing it. There's a, there was a wave of people I remember spoke to me about, like, oh, we, we really want to be famous actors. And it's like, well, you're never going to get there if you, if you think like that. You just have to act continuously because you love doing it. It's like writing. I've had so many people say, oh, I really want to become a writer. And it's like, well, what do you write? And like, well, we, we don't. And it's like, well, you're never, that's never going to work, is it? So, yeah, I think we just, uh, you do it because you're passionate about it and do it because you love it. And what scene was your favorite scene to shoot? <sighs> Bloody hard one. Um, honestly, there's, there's too many to pick, but uh, I remember the dueling scene in the Chamber of Secrets where Harry and I were on those tables because we were rigged up with wires and, you know, when they did a spell, you just be lifted off the ground. That was pretty cool. You imagine, you know, 12 years old, that uh, was pretty awesome doing that. And uh, we really enjoyed smashing the hell out of the, um, the bathroom in the sixth film where Snape comes to save the day because without ruining it too much. When you did the spells on set, nothing happened. <laughs> this is shocking news. Yeah. But on that one day, they'd rigged the entire place up with like squibs, these little things that, that, that explode, and the toilets were gonna explode. Uh, so that felt really cool. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We really tore that place to pieces, so. Thank you. Thanks, darling. And of course, the apple scene. Of course, working <laughs> with that bloody apple, I love it. Famous, famous apple. Turning into a ferret. <laughs> oh, we did that. That's right. Hi, my name is Lael. I'm from California and I'm a Gryffindor. Hello, mate. Hi, I have two questions. What advice do you have for people who are trying to become actors professionally? Well, just echoing what I was just saying, really, about, um, you know, do it because you love doing it. Uh, I used to make all sorts of, like, crap movies with a home camera, I think. Bad horror things and... Uh, God knows what else. I'm glad those tapes are <laughs> never to be found again. But, uh, but really, yeah, just enjoying, enjoying it, really. And, uh, you know, um, have fun with accents. I remember watching one of the big influences was Jim Carrey uh, and just mimicking him constantly. Like, even standing in front of the mirror and just doing stupid faces or uh, trying out different voices or... You know, anything like that, really. So, yeah, I'd just say do it because you love doing it and find, find material that you're uh, passionate about. Find a, find a Harry Potter scene and then just sit there with a few of your friends and read it out. Read it out like ten times. Go over and over and over it and then you get to ch try different things and try different ways and it's, uh, you know, it becomes a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks, darling. And Wait. I was wondering, what was, out of all the movies, which one was your favorite to film? Ah, they were all bloody fun, man. Uh, I suppose the last, either the first one or the last one, I guess. Uh, the last one went on forever. <laughs> you know, the last two films, it was a long, we shot those as one. Um, the first one was a lot of fun looking back at it because we were just mucking around, really. Uh, Chris Columbus had a brilliant knack for tricking the kids into thinking that we were just messing about. We, none of us really thought we were doing anything important or, uh, or making a movie or anything like that, so. Yeah, that was, that was definitely fun. Thank you. Thanks, Dan. So, um, to give Tom time to play for us, we're going to only have two more questions. Please limit to one question each. Lightning round. Let's do it. Lightning round. Um, I'm Seth. I'm from Colleyville, Texas, and I'm a Hufflepuff. What up, what up? Uh, my question is, if you could go back to when you were shooting the films, is there anything you would do differently? Steal more props. <laughs> <laughs> 
And you're like the only person I've heard who ever admit that they stole things. Yeah, I took a few things. <laughs> Jason taught me that. Jason Isaac. <laughs> uh, yeah, so other than that, not really, mate. I had, did everything I wanted to do, I think. I, I avoid getting slapped by Emma, maybe. Fair. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Hi, Tom. Hello, love. I'm Parker, and uh, I'm from Dallas, and I'm a Slytherin. Yeah. And uh, first off, I want to say thank you, because like, I'm one of the lucky people who legitimately grew up with Harry Potter, and in the, the more recent years, uh, it's kind of started to save my life, so thank you for being a part of that. Um, my question is, aside from the fame, how has Harry Potter changed your life? be here would I that's for sure um, traveled a lot a lot of places off the back of it uh, first of all thank you um, for your support I mean people always say that I was part of their childhood you were part of mine as well uh, and I can speak on behalf of every cast member and saying that we're desperately grateful for all of you if it wasn't for your passion and your willingness to queue up at midnight to watch midnight screenings and all that we would never have made eight films um, we always thought it was gonna be one and because of all you lovely people, uh, we are able to do eight. So we're very grateful for that. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I, hear, I also hear that quite a lot about, um, about the books and the films saving people. Um, it's very common, actually, I've heard it quite a lot. I think people, uh, when they're in dark places or whatever, Harry Potter gives them something so magical and just gives them uh, a light at the end of the tunnel, really. So I'm very proud of being part of that and uh and joe rowling does a great work obviously um has it has it changed my life uh it's it's enabled me to travel a lot to meet people all around the world and it's obviously set me up for a um for a half decent career so far in the uh, in the acting world um but i think it's the effect that it has on other people that's really the the, the precious thing um you know i'm lucky enough to be able to go to a children's hospital or go somewhere like that and all I have to do is say hello and it can make someone's day. Um, so which is really, really awesome. Uh, it's a really great thing to be able to have. It's daunting at first, but it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, darling. Thank you. Um, have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Feel free to go over when you sing, right. but there's Snape right there. There's Snape. <laughs> Can't cut it off. I don't want to get cursed, is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is our last question. Thank you, everybody, for waiting. I'm sorry. Bloody daunting, isn't he? All right, mate. Dallas. <clears throat> I'm from Dallas, Texas. Slytherin. Yeah. To make everyone else here feel better, I would like to ask you a question since I've been quizzing the students. Draco, if I were to add powdered root of asphodel to an infusion of wormwood, what would I get? I don't have a scooby-doo what you're talking about. <laughs> As an antidote for your ignorance, I expect a roll of parchment at, in yeah. mo on Monday. Thank you very much, Snape. Let's give a shout out to Snape. We've missed it. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs>